Hello and welcome to Talking Transatlantic with Tulina Kapari, ensuring that the show will go on in the USA. And guaranteed it'll be all right on the night. In the UK, Richard Wilson, in this podcast, we are bringing you entertainment. Since the lockdown, plays, musicals, gigs, and all that kind of thing have all been cancelled basically anywhere where there's more than one person. So what is it like when show business is your job? Well, we are going to meet two performers who are currently not performing. So, Talina, how how are things? Things are fine. How does it change? Still Groundhog Day. So, you know, I don't know what the date is anymore, but that's okay. Have well, my that's help. okay. That's important. We're, we're not going to give a date because this is a podcast. And yes. People, if they ever listen to it, will probably listen to it in two weeks' time. <laughs> Keeping it all generic. Um, I've had a headache for the last 48 hours. I woke up yesterday morning and I thought I had a hangover and I hadn't drunk that much wine. Uh, and it's lasted, it lasted all yesterday, and I've still got a bit of it today. So I Googled, just to be on the safe side, the coronavirus headache. And it, it isn't a symptom, but there was an article saying that since the lockdown, that those words I typed into Google have gone up 3,000%. And they think um, headaches are a result of looking at computer screens too much and mobile phone screens. Either that or heavy alcohol consumption. So I would go with well, I, 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 both, probably both. Let's introduce our guests. We have Harriet Grant, who is a singer songwriter. Is it Harriet Grant or Harriet Rose Grant? What do you go by? I go by Harriet Rose. Harriet Rose. All right, let me say that again. <laughs> so in the UK, we have Harriet Rose, who is a singer songwriter. Hi, Harriet. Hiya. And um, where are you spending lockdown? Uh, in my house. With my cat and my boyfriend, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the unfortunate bit, the cat or the boyfriend? I'm going to go with the boyfriend. <laughs> I think the cat's got fed up with me as well, so he's in a mood most of the time as well. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's tough. It's tough. Try having two small children. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. And joining us in the States, we have Matt Harrington, who is a man of many trades, a fabulous performer who was in the play that goes wrong that had moved from Broadway to off-Broadway when he joined. But then the show was shut down when all the theater closed on March 12th. So, and Matt, where are you stuck right now? Uh, hello. Uh, surprise, surprise. I'm at home too. Um, <laughs> I'm in uh, Park Slope. Uh, That's in Brooklyn. For- that is in Brooklyn, New York. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm very lucky because I'm not that far from uh, Prospect Park, where I can take socially distanced walks uh, and get a little get a little fresh air, a little exercise. Um, so it could be worse. Fabulous. Thank you for having me on our show. <laughs> yeah, thanks. For, so, um, so Matt, you were you were on um, Broadway, what doing performances every every day. Uh, six days a week, eight shows a week. Yep, every day but Tuesday. And when did you start the play that goes wrong? Um, we had just hit uh, a year. I started January twenty nineteen. We opened in February, um, so we had just hit our year mark. Uh, we we're you know about a year and a month in when all this happened. 
Matt, also for you UK listeners was Mr. Wormwood in Matilda on Broadway. Correct. I have a thing for British plays, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love Brits. I really do. I, I, I just, for some reason, my career keeps taking me back to these uh, British plays. Because, you know, you guys are good at it. Let's just, let's be real. Let's yeah. have a Shakespeare, yeah. You have a, like, you know, centuries-long uh, head start on us, and you're good. You're good. So. Yeah. Well, um, there's a... The, the, there is an actor, a British actor living in the States at the moment, um, Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick oh, yeah. Stewart, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, as I like to think of him. He's been, um, he, he's performing a Shakespeare sonnet every day on the internet. Is he? Yeah. So he's working through, I think he's got to, uh, there's 154, and uh, I think he's at 12 or something like that. You know, he's a neighbour of mine. He, uh, he lives really? in Hartlepool too. Yeah. Oh, gee. Do you see him? I haven't seen him yet. I've seen uh, pictures of him down at our local pizza shop, and I keep hoping I'll run into him. But, <laughs> yeah, I love him, and he has not aged. I don't know what his secret is, but yeah, it's amazing. Well, he went bald at forty, and so maybe that's it. I think smart move. Smart move. <laughs> then nobody hey. notices the rest. Yes, exactly. Everyone looks for the uh, hair. And Harry, you were in the middle of a tour. Is that right? When all of this happened? I'm um, getting ready to kind of start one, yeah. And um, I just left my job to go full time as well into music. So, waste time to leave a job. Yeah, because you can't prolong. That's prolong, by the way, is the term which um, means that the British government will pay your wages in the UK. Um, well, if, what, but you, I suppose, well, how, how are you getting income then, Harriet? <laughs> well, I had to go back and kind of say, look, this is where I'm at. Um, please, can you help me? And they offered to give me less hours just to give me a bit of income. Really. Great. So where do you work, Harriet? I work for a charity in Sheffield, like communications and stuff like that. Oh, Are right. you going so, into an office or some kind of place or are you working from home? No, I'm working from home. Thank oh, that was, okay. So at least you can get some kind. And yeah. we had discussed this with Matt before the show started, which is interesting, about voiceover. So, Matt, how are you keeping busy and what has been your stable income so far with this? Well, you know, uh, keeping busy, not so much. Um, <laughs> and uh, stable income, you know, thank God for uh, unemployment insurance and the CARES Act that went through. Uh, which I was surprised by, to be honest. Uh, I was not expecting them to actually help out individual workers affected by this. I was like, this is going to be another uh, attempt to trickle down economics, American style. <laughs> so what you know? So when they when they I, I like I did like a triple take and I googled it like six times to be sure it was actually real. And lo and behold. Um, you know, that that assistance is going to be very uh, helpful. And then, yeah, the voiceover industry is uh, literally the only wing of the acting world that is somewhat able to go on. Um, I've had to scramble and try to build a home studio because obviously if you get a voiceover job, uh, you're not going anywhere to record it. So, uh, and a lot of actors actually have these home studios uh, and so they've got a leg up on me. So I've been converting a closet and working with my agent who's sort of helping me, uh, you know, listen to what's going on with it and giving me tips on, it's very DIY. There's a lot of blankets, uh, <laughs> the buffer sound, um, 
clothes actually it's why closets are great closets are great because there's no hard services and that's what you need that that is very true i remember when i worked at the bbc world service we used to get stringers in africa send us voiceovers like they recorded it in a cave and some bright spark (laughs) some bright spark and said oh um record in the bathroom because it's the quietest place it's also the place with the most hardest surfaces which just echo everywhere yep so um uh so so i said yeah i don't know where this room has gone but if you're going to do it anywhere do it under the covers actually that sounds rude but you know what i mean um yeah so um harriet actually you've been using the internet to uh keep up your performance haven't you you've been doing quite a few online gigs yeah, doing quite a few and got a few more coming up. Um, just kind of getting paid or just to promote yourself? A bit of both. So I put like a tit jar on. So if anybody wants to, they can. And it's been quite good so far. Um, are they Venmoing or PayPal or how are they? Yeah, just through PayPal. Um, but it's slowly dying down. I feel like um, Facebook and all you know the platforms are kind of getting flooded now. Uh, and yeah. just swiping past, not paying attention. So in the first couple of weeks, it was great. You were getting hundreds of thousands of watches, lots of donations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just slowly dying. So, so when's your when's your next one, Harriet? Um, <laughs> um, I haven't got one for definite, but I think I'm going to be doing a Facebook one on Thursday. Okay, well, I'll get the uh, maybe I could get this edited in time and get it out before then. Um, and then what what? Thursday, what date would that be Thursday? The... I don't know what date it is. Um, 23rd? 23rd, I believe. 23rd? Thursday the 23rd? Yes. What time are you going on there? 8 p.m. 8 p.m., right, there's 8 a plug. 8 p.m., yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 8 p.m. UK time, which is 4 p.m. on the East Coast of America. Yes, please. And probably oh. the day before on the West Coast or whatever. <laughs> well, so speaking of all these things going on Facebook, uh, this is a question for Matt. So you see a lot of free, you know, um, acting lessons, free singing lessons, free Broadway, like learn the, you know, dance from Newsies. What do you think about all these new free streaming workouts from Broadway stars that they are like, oh, from so-and-so show and just comes up down on your uh, screen and everything. And your um, new feed, sorry. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think... Um you know, and listen, I'm not, I'm not a dancer. I, I think I'm like a, uh, I'm a double threat. Well, I'm like a, I'm like a 1.8 threat. I'm an actor who <laughs> can carry a tune for the most part, but I absolutely don't dance. But I know that for my friends in the business who are dancers, one of the challenges they have is that, uh, they need to keep the wheels greased and they need to keep, uh, moving. Um, and, uh, so I think it's great that they're offering these, uh, you know, classes and, and just a chance for them to move and do their thing. You know, I also think it's really important to move. We, we don't want to stagnate. You want to keep moving creatively. You want to keep moving physically. Uh, and so I think these opportunities, and it's just, it's also, um, we need to socialize, you know, this mm-hmm. phrase social distancing can kind of make you think like, oh, we have to go like put our head in the sand. But you know, it's physical distancing. And I think it's really important that we see other people's faces and talk on the phone and Zoom. And so I think anytime you get a chance to do an activity with somebody, that's good for your brain and your body. So I think it's wonderful. I think it's a really good move. So um, what we do every every week is we have a new section. So 
Um, the news roundabout. So anything interesting you may have seen in the news that you'd like to share with us? So it's time for the news. So I've kind of sprung this on you. So I'll start. And if you want, you can grab a mobile phone and see if you can see something interesting. In the news or tell us something <laughs> interesting that's happened. But, Spring all the time, good news. <laughs> the, well, um, I know. I've got, I've got one good thing with good news. I was looking for something a little more bubsy. Well, there was um, a situation in France recently where um, there was a, a guy who worked for a defence contractor who was retiring. So his friends all clubbed together to give him um, a go in a, um, a military jet. And so they put him in this military jet and <laughs> the guy took off. Do you know how it says? They took off. And there's some, and then he must have done a turn and they went into negative G. So this guy started floating out of his seat. So he went to grab the nearest thing on hand to steady himself. And it just so happened to be the ejector seat handle. And he ejected himself out oh, no. of the plane. Um, and then, um, and because the, they hadn't strapped him in properly. Uh, so he was floating out of his seat. And apparently, automatically, if one of the ejector seats goes the other one has to go as well but it didn't thankfully so the pilot stayed in the plane was able to land this multi-million euro plane and um uh and not have it crash into whatever so so and they found out that you know obviously what they should should have done is strapped him in and they didn't ask him if he had a heart condition which he did oh no so if the flight of the plane wasn't enough being ejected out the uh out the back of it certainly was so, uh, go on then, Talina. So I thought you think would be a, you think they put a safety on on that ejector seat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, at least they properly briefed him about right. what to touch and what not to touch. Well, I thought this was nice uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic. The Disney bedtime hotline has now relaunched. So, yeah. if you would like to hear a bedtime story from Mickey or Minnie or Donald, Daisy. The whole game you can call was it one eight seven 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 Mickey and hear one story per day and it's free up until April thirtieth. So a lot of parents here are doing that, just like here, talk to Mickey Mouse. I mean, was oh, so dial it up on the phone. Yes. So on the mobile. You have you know free international calls, or maybe you could call on WhatsApp. You can have your kids listen to a bedtime story. That's so sweet. Yeah. Are there, adult, are there adult numbers you can call to get started? <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. That would make some money. I mean, yeah. you know. I think, I think they already exist. Do they? Yeah. No, but maybe something <laughs> a little less porn, you know. Like, <laughs> but someone to tell me about their day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just people who are lonely, maybe they don't do. have friends and they just need to hear someone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Hmm. Has anybody else got any, any news? I saw some some kind of fun news. Um, so I, I was reading that I don't know much about it, but there's this game like Minecraft that kids oh, yes. are into, and I I missed it. I'm too old, but I guess you go on to this world and you build things. Is the idea? That's right. Yeah. That, um, college students have started to build their campuses, um, brick by brick, so they can and they can meet. You know, they can go once they build the you know the cafeteria they can go hang out there and so this project they've taken on is to rebuild their campus in minecraft and uh the, the other thing is they're, they're building the uh graduation uh areas where they're going to walk and get the diploma and they're hoping to do it in time that they can actually go into minecraft <laughs> and walk and get a diploma 
as their avatars, which I thought was, uh, I thought that was cool. Better than killing everyone. So, you know. <laughs> That's true, Talina. Which would be the other alternative. Yeah. <laughs> Think of all the games out there. <laughs> so that was the news. In lockdown, uh, as a performer, mm-hmm. uh, is it harder? Is it harder for somebody who's used to performing and used to being on stage and being a bit of an extrovert? Um, yes, yes and no. Um, you know, in, in the one sense, uh, it, it is. You know, I'm, I'm used to working with a lot of people. You know, my, my show was a very tightly packed space. And um, so, you know, I, I miss my company and I miss getting on stage every night and making people laugh. I think, you know, it's funny. Uh, one of our, you know, we have a big WhatsApp group um, chat and uh, one of the actors sent this audio file of just a, a couple minutes of the show that he had recorded when he's up in the booth. He plays one of our, our board ops and it was this clip and I could hear the audience just laughing, these rolling laughs. And I got really emotional because we can't get in a room and do that anymore. And you get used to it. It becomes a job every night. And I just, you get used to the laughter and hearing it fresh, hearing hundreds of people just roaring with laughter just made me really uh, sad and also hopeful because we'll get back there. Um, We're not there now. And I just, it it got me very emotional. Um, But, you know, I'm also taking... Uh, taking the pause and, uh, you know, trying to sort of reconnect with myself and, uh, you know, um, you don't get to do that usually as a performer. You rush, 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 rush. You don't really get time to sort of connect with um, yourself. And so I think that's been uh, nice to to read new things and watch new things and see what inspires me so that when I get back out there, uh, I'll you know, hopefully be that much, you know, more of a, a person of depth. I will not be a person of depth, but I'll be able to pretend to have more depth. Um, <laughs> also, uh, when you do get back, because it will happen now, are you, Matt, because also you're in New York, are you going to be a lot more wary? Are you, do you feel like you're going to hug people the same? Are you going to ride the subway with gloves? I mean, I, I always think when I used to ride the subway, like I'm like the worst, like I never carried hand sanitizer. I'd go from Jersey transit to subway to my destination and not think twice, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so now people are going to be very, you know, cautious and think about things a lot more, I believe. How do you feel like going into the theater? Are you going to like, you know, be scared to touch after, you know? Like, yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be strange. And I think we just, so friendly, you know, huggy, huggy, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Well, in my play too, you know, we, it's this farce, it's like, you know, slapstick. So we're, we're doing spit takes and we're handing off props and like all these things you don't think about. Um, Not to mention the audiences, they're just packed in there. So I think it's going to be, I don't know how it's going to be different, but I think it's going to be different. And I think, uh, you know, theaters were one of the first things to, to shutter and I think we'll be the last thing to reopen, unfortunately. And theaters cannot economically operate on a limited seating model. I've heard this floated around that mass gatherings will be able to reopen, but they'll have to abide by social distancing rules, which means 50% capacity can happen. The profit margins are so small with theater that th- that's just not an option. So uh, it, it might be a while, but I think once we get back, 
Um, it, it will be weird. I think it's, it's going to be weird that we'll be a little bit hesitant to get near each other. Mm -hmm. That's going to affect people consciously or unconsciously. Mm. Um, but again, I also think the importance of gathering once we feel comfortable doing it, I think theater has a potential to be more, um, you know, relevant and, 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 and beneficial to people than ever, because I think we're experiencing the opposite of, of, gathering together and we'll be tired of Netflix and that one way entertainment. And I think people are going to be dying to, to get in those rooms, but also scared. So it's going to be, it's going to be strange. It's going to be a new thing for sure. So, and Mike, you were talking about having more depth and reconnecting with yourself in, uh, in this lockdown, I suppose, Harry, as a songwriter, are you just like busily writing songs, but have you, have you got inspiration because You've only, you, you know, not, you're not getting out and getting that inspiration. Yeah, no, it's it's a little bit hard, actually. And I find that there's been a lot of pressure I put on myself because when we were first put in lockdown, it's all oh, this free time you've got, you know, you should write the best work you've ever done now. You're sat at home doing nothing. And, you know, I've tried. Um, I haven't stopped songwriting, but it's not a normal life situation and all the normal inspirations of going out and meeting people and the things we go through, it's stopped. Mm -hmm. And the pressure to write songs isn't normally how you would write a song anyway. Um, yeah, so, you'd let it flow a bit more. You wouldn't yeah. feel, you don't well, sit down and go, I'm going to write a song you now. get from being in a room all day long? I mean, you know, there's yeah. so many songs you can write about being alone until you want to see what's going on. So, so, but you've, you've, you've managed to make, uh, write one or two, though, Harriet? Oh, yeah, still writing. I mean, I need to write. <laughs> it's my job to still writing, but probably not as much as people would expect. Are you writing about lockdown? Is that going to become a theme in your songs? Trying not to, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to just keep distance from the thoughts of lockdown. I mean, similar to what you said in terms of, you know, you did it every night. And, you know, like I, I went from running at 100 miles an hour every day thinking the next gig, the next thing, emails, messaging to nothing. Uh, and mm. the way I'm coping is by just not engaging in it and trying to be as normal as possible, but not go into it too deep because um, it's hard. Yeah, it is. So uh, are you getting your daily exercise, Harriet? <laughs> I, just, I went for a run before we did this and I, I just couldn't no I don't think I'll be doing that again for a while <laughs> um we, we, we're going for a walk down by the river near where we live after this uh podcast um but I I'm finding it really hard to motivate myself to do to do anything so Mike you were saying you go to the local park I do. I, I get to the park and I'm so grateful for it because, you know, it's, it's a beautiful park. And there's just, if you really wander, there's, there's trails and waterfalls and just trees. And, uh, has it been busy over Prospect Park or uh, has it been very busy or like you're seeing a lot of people come out or? It has. And our, our governor, Governor Cuomo, is not happy about that. He's actually. I was going to say, because like, like a Central Park, like people are saying that they're just gathering all together. There's oh, yeah. And he's yeah. yelled at us and he doesn't like it. But, you know, it, it definitely is not empty. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's bustling. And I worry that once the weather gets better and people have been in here for months, 
Uh, I just think that's going to get harder and harder to enforce because I think you reach a point where people just go a little crazy. Well, especially if you're in New York and you're in such a small confined space, you yeah. need to get out. You're going you to, get you know, out. that's the whole beauty of being in New York, being able to go and do so many things. Right. <laughs> and that's why you live in a small space. Maybe we'll take a page out of Florida's books and reopen the beach uh, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Florida, Florida reopened the beach uh, Friday, and it was the day they recorded a new record of new cases. And they opened Funnily the beach. enough. So that's Florida. There you go. <laughs> well, with um, do you have a back garden, Matt? I do. I'm really lucky in that sense. We've got oh, a beautiful, do? yeah, we have a beautiful backyard. So if I don't want to, you know, if I want to just stay home, I can go lay in the grass and the sun and bring my Bluetooth speaker down there and like close my eyes and I'll play some island jams and sort of pretend I'm at the beach. Uh, so it's great. I've got the yard and then I can walk five minutes over to the park. Then I've got my bike. So I'll, I'll bike. I'm calling that my exercise is my bike rides. Well, but you've got, have you got a backyard then, Harriet? Yeah, I've got a back garden. You're not in a flat, are you? No, no. <laughs> so, it's, it's been, it's quite a nice day up here where we are um, today. So we've, we've just been sitting out in the garden and I closed my eyes for a moment and it, it, it just felt like I was on holiday Obviously, and then the kids started fighting and mm. brought back to reality. <laughs> but um, I think, um, yeah, I really feel sorry for anybody who's sitting in in a, in a flat or in a tall building and they, they, they don't have that access to... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing, especially with, like, New York and London, depending on where you are, you can be very fortunate or just go crazy. Because I have friends who are, like, in the centre and they're with, like, a one-year-old, a dog, and in a one-bedroom apartment, which was fine before, but now they're, like, going yeah. Same. And depending on where you are in Manhattan, yeah. I have friends in, you know, eighth floor studios and there's not a bit of nature mm. nearby and I just don't envy them. That's got to be really hard. Well, yeah, where before I envied them and be like, oh my gosh, you're in the center of everything. It takes right. 10 minutes to get the place. And now I'm like, I am so happy to be in the suburbs of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I bet. Hey, Harriet, Harriet, you were um, you were doing a bit of recording up until the lockdown, were you? Yes, yeah. So that's um, I've been put on hold, unfortunately. That was meant to be going out at the end of March, then the end of April, and now it's indefinite. So it's just a release then? Is this a, an, a, an album release or? Uh, an EP release, yeah. So would that be available? Well, where would that be available when it comes out? Can you say? Uh, yeah, well, it should be available everywhere iTunes, yeah. Spotify, everything like that. CD as well, if you want to do it old <laughs> yeah. school. Yeah, well, that's some physical copies. So, okay. so you have a contract then, Harriet? You've got a recording contract. No, you... well, no, I haven't got anything. Um, year, it was meant to be a big year. I was meant to be going across to Nashville and having some meetings, but oh, that's gone. Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you only do country. You do country western. Yeah. That's okay. Wow, so you were gonna this was this could have been this must be really good in then, is it? I mean you you've you been a bit stoic about it and a bit un- Yeah, like, I mean I can't talk too much because nothing's set in stone and I think it yeah, I wouldn't wanna ruin it for myself. Um, mm. yeah, it, it looked to be the best year. Mm. Uh, well the year's not done yet, you know. <laughs> we'll be back. We're back. Gotta hold on to that. Exactly. We'll be back. Well, Thank you very much to our special guests. Thank it's, you uh, guys for coming on our show. 
For sure. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Harriet. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you, Matt. And uh, tune in. Yeah, thank you, Matt, and, and tune in or whatever we do on the internet. Thursday, 23rd, uh, 8 p.m. on Facebook? Yes, on Facebook. So we just search Harriet Rose and we all listen. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> See you soon, Talina. See you soon. Thank you. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.